All right, episode three. Um, I'm going to do something a little bit different before we get started. So, sure. First, I uh, just want to thank everybody for tuning in for the past two episodes. Uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, it's always awesome to hear feedback on things that you're trying, especially things that you know are are completely new and foreign to you. Um, so, my first ask is that you. Share this episode, share the previous two episodes if you listened in. And if this is your first time, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it is now available on iTunes. Mm-hmm. So multiple platforms, uh, iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Podbean. Um, I think we have it all figured out. Yeah. Um, so... The next thing is, Jacqueline, where can they find you? At Jacqueline Burns, but it's B-E-R-E-N-S. Okay. And where can we find you? That's on Instagram. Yes. And I am Beardman1776, also on uh, Instagram. And why don't you plug our business real quick? Absolutely. If you're looking for health restoration, if health and some of the things we've touched on here and there is a concern, um, we are at the Wellness Way Centennial uh, for all of our handles, including Instagram and our website is wellnesswaycentennial.com. Awesome. Do me, a fa- do me a favor. Move that camera a little closer for me. Closer? Yeah. There we go. Perfect. Is that good? Yep. So okay. um, uh, let's get started. Episode three. We're going to call this one Seasons. I like it. Yes. Okay. So, um, I'm a little to a little bit hesitant to, you know, kind of discuss the season of life we're in, not because I'm afraid to share the truth, but because, um, I don't want the perspective to be that, you know, we're coming off complaining about, you know, what's happened to us the past three weeks because, um, you know, we're not. I view it as actually peaks and valleys. We've had some real high highs and some lows. Yeah. Things we couldn't help, you know? Let's do this because I think it's going to be a little bit of a heavier episode. Why don't you talk about Sonoma first? Sure. So we just got back from Sonoma, California for our 12th wedding anniversary. It is a trip we've had on the books uh, since COVID happened um, that hasn't been able to happen. Um, So I planned like the whole thing out. Paul let me choose all the wineries, all the stops, all the pieces. um, And he was along for the ride because I am the the wino in the family. Um, I study abroad in Italy in undergrad. So Again, like that whole piece that opened my eyes to that, and I've loved it ever since. So what do we do? We tasted wine. Oh. We had a driver, um, which was awesome. We got driven around by Gary and got dropped at all the wineries. He gave us the lay of the land. He gave us all these fun tips. Um. Highly recommended. Oh my gosh. To hire a driver. Yes. And Gary was fantastic. Um, so that was really, really fun. 
I picked all of our stops, which was awesome. Um, and then we had two really special dinners each night. We had um, one at a steakhouse and then another at a local Sonoma place that's well known. Um, and day two, we decided to make a left-hand turn and take it easy um, because kind of day one was a lot. So that was interesting where we made some changes to day two. <laughs> Last yeah, minute. Take it easy means we stayed in bed. Yes. We missed our second. We tour, missed our second. Tour. Which we now have a credit. <laughs> we go back, which I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. We had. Someone got a little overzealous in the planning. Yes. I am balls to the wall and didn't realize that maybe two days of back to back tastings was too much. Yeah. Um, but the second day was perfect. We got some pool time. We weren't in a hurry. We did end yeah. up going to another winery and dinner. But again, it was just a really slow, mellow day for us to connect and not have an agenda um, and just relax. Well, we actually we actually went to a winery that we're planning to go to on Thursday. Correct. And uh, here's a nugget worth this entire podcast. Do not fly into San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> it is like Gotham City. <laughs> and um, we are delayed both ways. Even I mean, if you're trying to get out of the city as quick as you can, it's still <laughs> going to take you an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's cool because we drove over the San Francisco Bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge, which I had never done, uh, but not worth the headache. Yeah. So we, we basically lost half a day Thursday, but it was totally fine. It was fine. Um, it happened you know, just exactly as we needed it. So, yeah. But I mean, I can say for the first time in a long time, um, you know, this was a trip where we really connected and, um, just let go of some stuff that needed to be let go of. Well, and naturally you end up, you know, talking about where you've been, where you're going, mm -hmm. things we want to do different. Um, and that's where those are always super important. Yeah. And, you know, in the past we've tried to plan those about every quarter, but it just hasn't happened. So I would say that's part of something we'll get into tonight. Yeah. So. I mean, to level up our relationship and go in that new direction, yeah, 100%. we needed that. Yeah. 100%. And more than anything, it was something we'd wanted to do and we did it. Yeah. And so, um, obviously being in health and wellness, we went to, what do you call it? Biodynamic? That was the best part. So biodynamic, organic farming that is regenerative. So again, that means you're going to see it's a mouthful. I know animals crop like different things like, um, flowers and orchards and, you know, things that all the, you know, basically ecosystems need. Okay. So think of the biggest, littlest farm. Yes. But a winery. But that's, a winery. That's what we went to. We got to see pigs and ducks and chickens. And we we're eating like organic strawberries and yes. raspberries and blackberries. And, and homemade jam and yeah, stuff. olive oil. Well, I'm talking about like in the field. Like that we're true. getting a tour and yes. we're pulling things they off. They told us of just the, to yeah, eat things. It's awesome. And 
you know, for us in health and wellness, but also truly like this is how Italy does it as well. Like these are sustainably, you know, farmed things and that's normal for them there because they are family run. They aren't, they aren't these giant commercial operations. So it's really fun to see that back in person and in a really cool space. And our, our favorite winery um, grew Italian varietal grapes because that's what the climate supports. So they're not an Italian family, but that again, they did their research. They looked at the climate and what the land supported. And that's why they chose what they did to plant, which yeah. again, you're, you're supporting land and farming in that holistic space, how we do health. Right. So and that's pretty much how we do everything because how we, we do everything. Is one thing and all things. So yeah, we're we're yeah. very particular about the food we buy. Um, you know, when we buy beef, it's from a regenerative farm. The yeah, hundred percent grass so. finished. Yeah, so it's just I thought it was super fun. I spent a lot of time hand selecting these places, um, and uh, the food was amazing as well. You know, we are very particular as well about yeah. food. And that was one thing you and I both commented on, even though San Francisco airport too is crazy, but the food inside is amazing. You don't see a McDonald's. Yeah, actually, You don't see a Chick-fil-A. 100%. I mean, I I was just shocked at how everything. So uncommercialized. Correct. And yeah. even within our hotel, they gave us glass water bottles. Yep. And they filtered had filling water. stations that were filtered water. They um, didn't want to have water bottles. Um, so it was really cool because, again, that whole mindset is already there. Yeah. And which so, is also fun. And, and something like where we were at, there's like, what they say, 200 wineries or is it 400? So there's over 400 total between Napa and Sonoma and the valley that we were up tasting in is Dry Creek. And there's over 70 in just that tiny valley. And on the Sonoma side, there's about 200 is what Gary said. So again, you could just get Gary. lost. Gary, you could just get lost in there. I mean, and it was really fun though. Yeah. And, you know, anytime we go anywhere, we always end up talking to people and yeah. And so we got to talking to Gary and, and, you know, being in that state, California, you know, he, he was, it's funny how he was like, you know, broaching like the whole COVID thing and gently the Yaxine. Very, and very all, carefully. Yeah. But, but then, <laughs> you know, right away, like we were just who we were. And yeah. It was like, oh, yeah. Like I, you yeah, know, your tribe stuff. Fast. Like, you know, and, and it seems like we always find those people too. Yeah. What's you funny know. is like, I literally booked this tour and then our driver got assigned to us through this tour group yeah. and it was meant to be. Well, yeah. Um, that's why, you know, social media is awesome, but it's also not because like, you know, we found that awesome Canadian couple in, in Mexico and mm -hmm. um, same thing there. Like right away, like we knew we're pure bloods and, we joked about and, it. And and now we can, you know, converse over social media, which we do, but, um, but being in person and just talking with people. And that's the one thing that I noticed while we were out there was like, I, I had a stereotype of California. I was like, oh, this is going to be like part of California. But everybody there was like super chill, you know, laid back, 
polite, um, yes. which is something I haven't seen in a long time. Wanted to strike up conversations. Yeah. And I mean, like one night, you know, on our last night there, we went to dinner. You wore a white dress. You got compliment after compliment after compliment. And it's just like that. Like it, it helps me restore my faith in humanity because especially the time leading up to it, I'm like, we are so fucked. This is part of why we took so long to go just because California was so upside down worse than we are. Yeah. In Colorado for so long. Yeah. It, it gave me a little bit of hope. But um, I think overall what you saw, Californians are super reasonable, super nice people. Um, I think there's areas that, that is not the case. San Francisco. <laughs> but definitely up where we were. I mean, everybody's working hard. Everybody's on the land. It, it, they have a very tight-knit community up there. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Well, for someone who enjoys, like, fine bourbon aged, um, it was definitely fun. Yeah, what did you think? Because you're the bourbon guru. Well, I, I mean, I've been drinking wine more uh because of my food allergies you know and having barley on there and having it on there forever um so that i don't feel like complete trash you know when we want to do that mm-hmm. um, but i i definitely enjoyed it um you know what's cool about these these types of wineries is they you know not only are they making these clean wines with no preservatives stuff like that they're also making olive oils um, our favorite winery, they made like a lemon olive oil, which is delicious. They made this jam, like it's all sustainable. Like they're, they're basically doing what America did before the industrial age. Mm-hmm. Like they're taking their fruit from, you know, not literally, but also literally mm-hmm. they're taking their fruit from their land and they're using it. And they're contributing back in a way like like littlest biggest farm or whatever whatever it's called and they're not overproducing you know they said these wine clubs are the majority of what leaves and supports them off the winery and you a lot of times don't even see their stuff in stores yeah it's that small of production for some of these wineries and we won't tell you (laughs) just kidding um, so yeah, so for, it was definitely fun. So, you know, thank you for planning all that out. I know it wasn't easy. You're welcome. Next I time, didn't want to pull my hair out at times, but I think time, it'll Next time, a day of just chill. Yes. We'll have downtime so, planned versus tours and balls to the wall. So, but yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. I'm sure we'll be back. We're going to do it a little different next time. Yes. Um, but yeah, so. This is awesome though. All right. Well, um, that was the high. That was the that high. was the peak. <laughs> and now In we're gonna now, now we're gonna talk about you know just this season of life that we've been in. And before we get into it, I listened to our last podcast, so this is kind of like a part two of what we talked about last time when we talked about you know the good enough cycle. Mm-hmm. And when I listened to it. Um, it made me realize that all the stuff we're going through is because of you and I blame you. Okay. Fair. <laughs> because, you know, at, at some point, you know, we're talking about the cycle and, and, and in there you said that, you know, you'd started reflecting and you realize that 
you know, it's not who you have to become for the things that we want that we, you know, definitely discuss why we're in Sonoma, but you know, you were a little bit fearful of how much you have to plant so that we can get the harvest we want. And so mm -hmm. that's kind of where, you know, that was a majority of the talk besides the cycle of, you know, the, the ups and downs. And so that's why this is kind of part two, but, um, I don't, I don't even know how to unpack the past three weeks. And again, I will preface this with, this isn't us complaining. It's, it's, it's us unpacking all of the things that we manage from a day to day. And, you know, because when you step back and you kind of look at it, you, you really have two options. You can, and I, and I did a video on this a couple weeks ago, like you can play the victim card mm -hmm. or you can play the victor card and it's really easy to play the victim card. Oh, for sure. And you know, this morning I posted, um, one of my all time favorite quotes and it, it it's, if you want to win, your mind has to be stronger than your emotions. And, and that's, that's, that's the truth. And the truth is not rooted in emotion. Mm -hmm. The truth is rooted in facts and facts don't lie. And the problem is, it, and I, I, I mean, this even happened to me yesterday. Like I, I went to war yesterday with my emotions because I was getting so bombarded with, you know, shit from everywhere just just being back in the office and things happening and dealing with incompetent people for you know things we pay for and and all sorts of stuff and i was like i was going down that road of oh my god like i just want to fucking scream and punch a hole in the wall right now and it took me you know coming home getting the boys getting a workout in um, I went into the warrior app, did a stack. Um, it took me doing all that. And then finally I went on a walk last night about eight o'clock. And that's when I like realized, you know, I was coming back around. Mm -hmm. And so, um, my point is, you know, the facts are all of this stuff sucks, but it, it's not going to stop me from doing what I need to do when it comes to, you know, conquering the day, which I ended up doing yesterday. And yesterday I did it actually in a better fashion than I've actually done it in a long time. I got two workouts in, I got a cold plunge in, I got my meditation in, I read, I got my stack in, um, spent time with the boys, you know, spent time with you. Like, it wasn't all perfect. It wasn't all equal, uh, equal parts. But honestly, if I have a day like that and can finish those things, then that's a win. That's not, that's not going to the emotional side. And that was just yesterday. And to top it off, like for me personally, like I was in the middle of a three day fast. So last night I hit 48 hours and then I woke up at 1230 and knew I needed to eat immediately. 
wasn't because I was hungry. It was just based on my body's response. So, so like, basically like I had this day where I'm just like, holy shit, like all this stuff. And, and that was the cherry on top was, you know, my body's like, no, you, you need food. And so, um, but like, where are you at? Where are you at with the past three weeks? I am practicing emotional control and man, we're having a lot of opportunities to do so. Um, I started reading a book on a plane, but also again, I've just been reflecting and just realizing like anger really serves no purpose in that. Um, because it's not going to advance. Does it get us where we want to go? You know, does halting your day and throwing a fit like a child help us or advance me where I'm trying to get to? No. If anything, it turns you around and makes you go the wrong way. Right. If if you even keep going, you know, so it's just like, it's hard, but it, you know, we've had a lot of opportunities to sit and decide if, okay, does this serve me to do this this way? You know, that's where I've started thinking and looking um, and just knowing, okay, like this is where we're headed. Are we going to go around the mountain, under the mountain, through the mountain? Like we're going to figure out a path to get there. And we only go slower if we let emotions and roadblocks get in our way because you stop thinking about where you're trying to go. It's a distraction. It doesn't help you. And it's, it's a practice. It's not that I get it right every day, but I'm really, really working on it because especially with all the things that have gone on, it it steals energy. It steals the drive to where we're trying to go. I don't have time to let that stuff get in the way right now. Like we're really trying to go to that next level, to level up, to break this cycle. So all these little roadblocks, of course they're there. Like I almost feel like it is on purpose, like that we should in a way expect them. Like we have put our foot down, staked the ground with our flag and been like, this is what we're doing. Well, guess what? All this other stuff is now going to try to get in the way. Like it's like a game almost. Do you feel it's spiritual? I do. I feel like we're being attacked in all areas. And it's super frustrating. But we're not going to go to where we need to if we let, again, that stuff get in the way. Well, but, I mean. The timing is unreal. Unpack that, like the, the spiritual aspect of why you think that. I think that. Because this is something we haven't even talked about. We haven't. There is such um, an example that is a rarity that we are trying to set and show, um, but also just for us build and continue as as we're building our lives. Um, that we're giving we're given all these roadblocks to break that to stop good. No, but but how is that spiritual? Like, 
like I said, it's good versus evil. It's we're trying to advance ourselves and this example and this, you know, this our godly nuclear family. Like we're on this hardcore mission. And left and right, we're having spears thrown at us. It's nuts. I mean, what do you feel? Um, yeah, I think that there's a spiritual component. And I don't think that I can point to, you know, good and evil. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of like on both sides. So like, I, I believe that, you know, there's, there's definitely demonic things out there and things in play in all areas, um, that when you decide to, you know, make a change or you have like a spiritual awakening, like I've had in, in this month of June, that when you're you're choosing to go forward and you're choosing not to, you know, it's so cliche to say, stay the same. Right. But like I've declared things Mm -hmm. spiritually that I've never done before. And if you would have asked me that we'd be having this conversation in a public forum three months ago, I would have said no fucking way. Yeah. And so for me, you know, last time we talked about how, you know, I went through warrior training, all this stuff. And it was in that, that I, I had that spiritual awakening, you know, it was through that process and through that, uh, you know, something I've never had before. Mm-hmm. And, and so I do believe there is that side of, of demonic things trying to keep us where we're at. Yeah. But I also do believe too that um you know God or the voice or whatever you whatever you would call them you know will will give you something or put something on your heart for you to go forward and you have a choice to do it or not. Mm-hmm. And it's it's you know th- this is where I divert from the typical Christian ways of Jesus take the wheel. Mm-hmm. Like it's all in your hands because like if you, if you break it down to your toddler, which toddlers do toddlers ask tons of questions, but asked if they asked, imagine if they asked double the questions, like, you know, as the father, I said, okay, go do this. Well, how do I do that? Well, what do I need to do next? Do I need to pick this up? Do I need to do this? Do I like, and and in my mind, God is not not there for that. God is not telling you every step that you need to take when you've been called or you feel that. He's giving that to you as a calling, but then it's up to you to, to go forward and do the steps. Yeah. So you're not getting a step-by-step breakdown. You're not getting a map. So those are kind of the two sides that I have. Well, and if you just sit there and ask for signs and, right, you know, a blessing, right? Uh, no, he's called you. Go do the work, right? But but that's where, 
it's like, I think, you know, especially the, the Christian faith and I'm not knocking the Christian faith. I'm just giving you my perspective because I've been part of that. I consider myself a Christian. Do I get up and read the Bible every day? No, I do not. Do I pray the rosary like the Catholics? No, I do not. Um, but it's, I've felt the calling and I'm now moving forward. Do I have the steps? No, I don't. All I have is, is prayer and, you know, talking and hearing God's voice. And so when I ask those questions, if my ears are ready to hear, then I will. But yeah, saying, show me a sign now, Lord, or, or, you know, okay, take the wheel. Like that's, that's totally two different things. Am I making sense? I think you are. And I also think, again, we are growing ourselves, growing all these things, getting the tools so we can get where we need to go. Right. We're working on all that right now. Well, and, and the example I think of is so shortly after episode two, we had discovered that we both have been exposed to mold toxicity mm -hmm. and In very high levels. Yes. And so, <laughs> um, you know, we had a series of events that happened that le led us to um, explore that and, and get tested right through yeah. our, through our office. This is what we do every day, guys. Like, yes. <clears throat> and we're, we're, we are the best to restore your health. And yes. both you and I, we, this past year, the past six months, we've been having some hormone issues and we we've, have, yeah. we've been testing and we've been rebuilding our bodies and we've been doing everything that you know how to do as a doctor. And, and I have scratched my head being like, yeah, like we're I not want to bang my head against the wall being like, what are we missing? And, and that's the thing too, we're guys. compliant. That's the thing. Like I always tell patients, we always get results as long as I have a compliant patient. Right. So when I'm not going where I need to go and expect somebody to go, we missed something. Right. And, and we missed a huge well, thing. We didn't miss it. Well, we just didn't. Because words are important. Words mean Correct. things. And okay. I tell you that all the time. So we didn't miss it. We didn't miss it. Basically what happened for us is as we rebuild our bodies and we're trying to rebuild our hormones, we know that, you know, in the simplest form, it doesn't work like this all the time. But, you know, if we are compliant based on our test results and we do the work, then we should start to see improvement. Mm -hmm. And we, we've not seen improvement. So, you know, that leaves you going, okay, there's something else going on here. Mm -hmm. And, um, the thing about it guys is, and we get this all the time because we run a health and wellness clinic. So like when we're sick, people are like, oh, you run a health and wellness clinic. You're not supposed to be sick. Completely false. That that's not how the body works. But, um, you know, that le health rebuilding your health takes a long time. It's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It takes work. And the more toxic you are, the more things you've been exposed to, or the longer you've let things go, the longer it's going to take for you to get to where you need to go. And so, you know, for me, like my testosterone has been all over the place. It's been up, it's been down. 
And so we had a series of things happen that led us to test us for mold toxicity and we found it. And that's the beauty in it. But what I can tell you going back to the spiritual conversation is um, I don't know the exact time, but let's just say like within a matter of five days of me meditating and asking God, like, Hey, like, what do I need to do with my health? Like, you know, and I hear keep going, like, you know, like that's what I hear in my head is keep going. And then literally a few days later, it's like, Oh, Hey, guess what? Here's the situation. Now you're going to test for mold. Like I got what I, what I asked. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to know what is going on. Like, what do I need to do next to continue to be healthy and to, to, you know, feel better in this area. And I got fucking answered. Like, correct. It, it gave, so like in a way I'm to blame for that, but it's, it's not blame though. Cause, cause again, it's like when I'm as a practitioner starting to bang my head against the wall, it means there is something that is external basically like mold something that like is interfering with the body doing the work of restoration like something is interfering with that process right so you know that is just one thing that's happened the past three weeks yes was we found out we have this mold toxicity so now we're in the process of determining the location we're waiting on the test results which we'll have in a matter of days and then we can you know, we're already working on fixing our health, even though we don't know where the source is from, but we're doing a lot of things in that area, um, you know, health wise and source wise, like mm-hmm. determining if it's in our house, which I don't believe it is, is yep. it in our office, is it prior, things like that. So, um, but that's, that's just like a, a glimpse of the spiritual piece of it, you know, just from my, my point of view. But, um, yeah, like there's definitely a, and I've said this before and I should probably stop saying it, but every time I make a map and I plan to, you know, do this, it, it, it seems like something always occurs mm-hmm. and you know, how I respond to it is going to determine how successful I am. And so like yesterday, that's what it was. It doesn't always work out like that, you know, but the, the idea of mastering your emotions, you know, or making, you know, winning with your mind and, and doing that as a, as an art, like you have to master it and it takes time. Yes. And sometimes I'm better at doing that. And sometimes I'm not you know, but now it's, it's, I'm more able to recognize when I need to do that. Mm-hmm. What else? What else? Well, you know, um, that's where, like, this is the piece I was talking about earlier where, you know, we have that health thing and, and I'm confident, like we'll, we'll take care of it. And it, it definitely sucks, but you know, we're going to move past it. Oh, I, you know, I know exactly what to do now, now that we know and we'll get ourselves 
Yeah. You know. Back into fifth gear and rocking and rolling again. But yeah, so we went to Vegas for a beer competition. And, you know, we have some friends that are having some serious health challenges right now. Yeah. And that's where, like, a lot of this stuff happening in our lives is is so minus, minuscule compared to what they're going through. And Absolutely. You know, um, they need to get them pla- that, their health to a place to then where, you know, hopefully down the road they can come see us and, and get some true restoration. Mm-hmm. Come see carpenter-type docs that can actually rebuild their house. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's a piece, you know, and, and, you know, close friends going through struggles is, is not easy either. Um, we had, uh, our groomer show up to our house and groom our dog. And within minutes of her turning on the uh, bathtub, we had water pouring through our kitchen ceiling below. Through our light fixture above our yeah. dining room table that yeah, just so. started pouring down. Yeah, so um, that's been fun. We have a couple holes in our ceiling on all levels right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Colorado's weather's been fucking bonkers, and we got several thousand dollars of, of hail damage on your vehicle. Mm-hmm. We're down vehicle now. Like, like this Paul, is the- Paul goes to pick up. The rental car, which, oh, yeah. which they said, just walk in. They'll have you ready, taken care of, no problem, any location. This is what our insurance says. He goes into the rental car place. Oh, we we don't have any cars available until Friday. Yeah. <laughs> like at a certain point, you just, I don't know. You can't get mad about it. You just have to laugh. Yeah. So, I mean, we could we could probably sit and go through all these things for, you know, another 20 minutes, but that's not the point. No. So, you know, this is the big piece. Like, like what stories have you told yourself or how have you reacted in the past that would have hindered us? Right. Like with what has just occurred. Right. So, I go back to the term that I've heard when it rains, it pours. Mm -hmm. And I did a video on this and it's, it's real easy to fall into that story. Mm -hmm. Like it's real easy to fall into that frame of mindset that all this shit's happening to me. Why does it always happen? Uh, Why does it always only happen to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the truth because I firmly believe that, and you're going to laugh because you've heard me say this before, but you can find a flaw in anything. Diamonds, there's flaws. Mm-hmm. And if you're the type of person that believes, oh, when it rains, it pours, then, you know, my analogy is, you know, you're a, a, a person that would complain about a free blowjob. And, and it's, you know, like, it's just that mentality. And it's something that I've, I've found myself in multiple times. I'm not on a pedestal. I'm not any different than anybody that might listen to this. But 
where I am different is I'm trying to distance myself from that as much as possible. And all it is when you get the emotions out of that box is your, your, it's your current reality. Your current reality is okay. Our ceilings fucking falling down. Uh, our cars damaged. You know, we're, we're dealing with these health challenges um, and all the above, like that's our current reality. And all it's doing is, and we call this in warrior, we call it the pit. And it's a perfect time to explain this because right now we are in the pit. And what the pit is, is your current reality. It's the reality in which you feel pain. It's the reality in which you have, um, you know, one or multiple problems. And what you have to do is you have to stay in the pit. And today more than ever, nobody wants to be in the pit. Oh, they avoid it and, and, and run the other way. Uh, well, they don't avoid it, that they live off the emotion. And that's the thing. That's the thing about the pit. It doesn't matter where you're from, who you are, what you do, who you screw, who you believe into, uh, believe everybody ends up in the pit. And well, I guess people just don't want to deal with it. I they guess. don't want to deal with that's, it. They don't want to conflict. They don't want to ask hard questions. Yeah. And that's the thing with the pit is you don't. And, and and even me to a certain extent, like I'm the one that's always like, okay, we have mold, mold exposure. I want to figure out where it's coming from right now. So I drive to Home Depot. I drive to Lowe's. Go look for a test. Realize, nope, those aren't the tests that I want to do. Okay. And, and so like in my life, I've always tried to jump out of the pit as quick as I could because it's painful and it's dark. and you know, sometimes the truth fucking hurts, you know, when you're in the pit. And that's the thing is that's your current reality. So it doesn't matter what the problem is. So you're in the pit. And so now kind of what we're doing on this podcast is we want to go to what we call the peak. Where do you want to go? Like we want to create a new reality, right? We want to create a new reality. And how do we get there? And so the new reality is I've solved this problem. I've identified it. I know what the truth is. I know what the facts are, not the emotions. And the path is getting to the peak where you've now identified the map on what you need to do to solve the problem. And so, you know, we're, we're in the pit right now with our reality of, of all these things because these things are pulling away from, you know, other things that need our attention. Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts on that? I, I agree. Like, like I said, it's, it's, it's a, in a way, a distraction. Yes, we will get our ceiling fixed eventually. And I already know how to work on the mold piece for our health. Like we have a lot of answers to a lot of these pieces. Um, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, next. Like, because I do not want it taking up my time. 
right? because I have my eye on where we're going already. Well, and that's, you know, like this morning for you was, there's a difference in you and how you're like, we, we have to, bam, 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 we have to do, you know, and then you went in the office and you, you did the same thing. Bam, bam, bam. I'm like, this is not the, the typical MO of my wife. Like you're like, you're, you're done being in the good enough cycle. Like we talked about on the last episode, um, you're done. Of, you're done having gone through that loop in certain areas of your life, of our life. And, and now we're, we're going back to, you know, what you also said in that episode of the fear of what we have to fucking do next. Yeah. I mean, I'm fearful still of the work, but I know I have to get started. That's what I'm doing. I'm laying the groundwork of what I know has to start to happen and creating the actions or the plans or next steps so that we keep ourselves moving in the right direction. Do you remember what I said about fear last time? Mm -mm. So fear is a sign that you're on the right path. Oh yeah. Which is, we're created differently. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, and, and that's the thing is, you know, after you get through the emotions of, of whatever it is, you know, like, okay, we have the hole in our ceiling, you know, we'll deal with it. It'll be a pain when it gets fixed. We just have to deal with it. It's nothing compared to some of the things our friends are going through health wise. Yeah. You know, even ourselves like. Or patients that a tornado just ripped through their backyard and their house. Oh yeah. I mean. Yeah. I had a, a family, a two by four went through one side of their front window to the back. Wow. And their whole upstairs is trashed. Wow. I mean, they can't even be in their house because of the glass. Yeah. It just needs to be cleaned. Yeah. I mean, we aren't dealing with a natural disaster where we can't be in our home. Well, and, and we'll, I want to get back to, we'll come back to what you're talking about, like what we have to do. But the emotion thing that we really haven't covered is we're not saying emotions are bad. Right. No. Because typically, like the men, you know, they like to not show emotion. We were trained not to show emotion. We were trained not to cry. We were trained not to, you know, tell your wife what you're feeling because you don't want to be a pussy. And that's not true either. But th there's a difference. Like if you let emotions dictate your life, you're not living in truth. You're not living the facts. So emotions are important, important. We tell our kids like, Hey, if you're mad, tell us you're mad. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so it's, it's also, I think it's also important to identify that you have to, you know, express emotions when they occur, but you can't stay there. That's not where you need to live. And yeah. unfortunately today, a lot of this cultural society stuff we're seeing is they all live in their emotions. Yeah. Oh, your shirt says Patriot. That triggers me. Yeah. You know, or 
you know, equality means equality unless you disagree with what I have to say or what I think. Like, Mm -hmm. I call them emotional whores. Yeah. Like they're emotional, psychological people that have problems that live in that state of emotion. They let it rule their lives. Right. Like, and that's where you've heard it before. It's not good to make an emotional decision. Right. Like you've been told that before and you can't just constantly be reactive to everything. Like stop and look internally. Yeah. Like this is actually ruining your life because of how you're acting. Right. So So that's actually part of this book that I was reading. Most cultures around the world view that as childish, toddler, immature behavior. And so that that is something that they actually. For children, not for adults. Correct. Yeah. But if, and as Americans, unfortunately, in that side, we're viewed very, very low. Right. Because we don't have emotional control. So we just actually restarted. Downton Abbey. Oh my God. Now this is a super extreme example, but if you think about that, especially the British, that emotional control, especially in those days, the early 1900s, that was expected. Yeah. You did not outwardly show things, express things. It was done in privacy because again, it was viewed as a bad quality. Right. So that's the extreme opposite. Correct. Of suppressing your emotions. Yes. So. I guess there has to be a happy medium. Like it can't rule your life and it can't be in the closet either. Right. right. Well, you just ruined my street cred because you said I like Downton Abbey. So <laughs> I do whatever. I don't fucking care. It's an awesome show. So, okay. So we handled that piece, but coming back to what you were saying earlier of, you know, moving on, moving forward, like where are you at with that? I mean, to me, I'm, I'm in full action mode. So that we in all areas have plans or things lined up or whatever it needs to be to advance us to that next level. Um, and what does that look like for you? I mean, so I already have my workouts written out. Um, but now it's, it's with food, with cold plunge, like really again taking it to that next level, making sure that I'm consistent because that is a really, really hard thing for me. Um, and now also too, like looking at our office, making a game plan, what needs to happen? What are the next pieces, you know, making that game plan, social media with, um, with our associate doctor, like with, What's happening? Like, where do we need to go? What do I need to do? Who do I need to meet with? Or what things need to occur so that I can, you know, guide and steer that piece and make sure that it's going to the next level. Um, Sonoma is a wonderful example. Like, that's our relationship, which we had already had planned, but taking that to the next level. But what came out of that as well is you and I talking and being like, okay, we've been really bad about date nights. Yep. We need to re-implement that to continue because we can't just go take a long four-day weekend all the time. We would love to, but right now that's just not a huge reality. So we need date nights put back in again. 
So what, what is it that you're going to do differently to get out of that good enough cycle loop to ensure that, you know, we make it to the next season. And when we do, it's, we're better and it's different. Yeah. It's in all areas. So like what you were saying with your Monday, um, not everything too is going to be equal, but that you won each big category. So depending on the coach, we've had this put a lot of ways, um, you know, but basically you got to win your body, like how you're taking care of yourself, what you're putting into your mind, you know, your fitness, your food, are you growing yourself, like engaging your brain, pushing yourself in those areas. So like that piece, um, are you winning with yourself in your family life as a wife, uh, with your kids? Are you winning spiritually? You know, are you tapping into those pieces? I would say that's the area where I am still spinning my wheels that I have a little bit of work to decide how to get some traction there. Um, because which we haven't really gone into, like I haven't felt and had this awakening as you have had. And I'm super excited that that has been there for you. But like in that category, I'm not sure. What category? The spirituality oh, category. Okay. Well, for so, me. so real quick, we'll go back there. So wait, basically you, you started to go there and I, and I'll, I'll meet you. You're basically talking about core four. Correct. And so, for those that don't know it, if you follow Sean Whalen, core four is power, passion, purpose, and production. Power being your body, purpose being or uh, passion being your relationships, purpose being meditation, spiritual, and production being your business. If you mm -hmm. follow Garrett White, it's the four B's: it's body, balance, being, and business. Same principles. Um, I've kind of coined my own thing in confidence, you know, your body, health, uh, your connection, connection with your spouse, connection with your kids, connection with your, uh, team members, um, uh, calling, which would be spiritual and then currency, which is your business, how you make money. Mm -hmm. Um, so no matter how you look at it or spin it, you're still addressing all of those areas. You're, mm -hmm taking care of your body. And we talked a little bit about that last time, mm -hmm. how our biggest revenue month in business, you were, you were on it. Like you were as consistent as I've seen you in a long time. Me, not so much. Um, but that's how you get through this shit. Yeah. Is by getting up every day and you're, you're doing these things, even when you don't want to, even when, you know, you're arguing with your wife and you don't want to send a text saying, I appreciate you. Or, you know, if you have a date night plan and you guys argue the night before you're still going on date night, like mm -hmm. it, it's doing those things daily and having a map on how you're going to do it. So a perfect example is as we're flying home from Sonoma, I opened up my remarkable. That's the second time we've mentioned that on this podcast. I love it. Um, and I, I map my week. This is what I'm doing for 
for this area. This is what I'm doing for this area. This is what I'm doing for this area. Now I had planned on fasting until tonight. I had to, I had to adapt and change real quick. Um, and that's okay because I was, you know, 99% in all other areas. So when that piece, which falls into, um, you know, power or body or confidence, that's, that's your health. That's your fitness. Like that falls into it. I had to adapt a little bit. Did I get up and eat cake? No, I get up, I got up and I ate bacon. I ate some uh, cheese and I did have some chips for carbs to get quick calories. So it's still, you know, I didn't get up and just binge. Demolish. Yeah. Like, the pizza. Yeah. Like it's, so it, in in my mind, because I had to make that, that flip um, at, at that split second, you know, I still was able to win in that area. And I think that's the, you know, as we bring this conversation around, like in my mind, the more that I practice these things and um, I'm intentional with them as opposed to just checking them off a list because that's completely different. Like that's how I know you're going to win. And you hear it all the time from, you know, mega entrepreneurs that are super uber successful, like master the basics, master the basics, master the basics. Mm-hmm. Like, and to me, that that's, that's how you win. And yeah. that's how you control your mind to um, not ignore, but to manage the emotional piece of it. And that's where, you know, like, like even like when we found out about the mold thing that we have going on, I'm just like, okay, like, what do we got to do next? We got to figure out where it's coming from. Okay. What do we need to, you know, supplement wise to, you know, get this out of our bodies? Like I handled that better than you did. Because you were just pissed, which I was, I was still pissed. But and because as a doc, when I see this with patients, I know what it means, right? And I've walked that road with them, and you know, I let myself sit in that for a minute because I needed to. I was like, "Wow, we're gonna have to do this." Yep. But it means that. Again, when I see it in the future, I'm going to be super compassionate. I'm going to have a different understanding when I walk that walk with the patient because now we've walked it ourselves. Yeah. Um, well, but but here's the thing. Like, having walked through that, we are now going to have a better blueprint for our patients to follow. Because oh, yeah. we've been there now. Now it's like, okay, cool. Your test came back with mold toxicity. You know, you need to call these people. You need to get one of these. You need to do like, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to just, just do this mm-hmm. and go, okay, this is how we cleared it. This is what you got to do next. Yeah. Not that you didn't really know it before, but now you're going to be able to do it with a degree of confidence. Like you've never had. Yeah. What I want to go back to though, is, is it's not enough to have the blueprint for the day because you can spend time on these things, but did you actually move the ball? Right. Did you actually do what you needed to do? Right. Like, I think a lot of people get lost and don't understand why they're not growing. You're like, I'm spending time doing all these things. It's the intentionality of it. 
So it's like, well, yeah, but if you went to the gym and walked around for three hours and were on your phone half the time, did you get in your workout? No, not really. Well, and that's where, that's where. Because I hear that all the time too. Well, I'm doing the things. Like I'm spending the time. When I start asking questions, not really. Well, that's where. You're fooling yourself because you are not really doing that. The only, the only thing that matters in that is result. Yes. It's it, you, you can't and see results or facts. And mm-hmm. I use this example. I don't have six pack abs. So if I go to the gym and I make this map and whatever, and in six months from now, I don't have six pack abs. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how, uh, I, I mean, I didn't meet that, that target because I, you know, that if that's the target, I develop a plan and I hire a trainer and I do all this, you know, somewhere I miss something because you have to have the results and, and the results are facts. They're not emotional. Yeah. If you want to grow and scale your business to a hundred thousand dollars a month, then you build the map to get there. But if you don't hit it, that's the fact. And that, and, and exactly what you're saying is where people get tied up in the emotions of it. Well, I went to the gym. Well, cool. You spent, you know, 10 minutes between every set on your phone, scrolling Instagram, Mm -hmm. right? And then you're there for an hour. Well, really you worked out for freaking, you know, 20 minutes or less. Did you break a sweat? Like that's, and that's the thing. It's like when you have these conversations and I've done it a lot lately of, especially with all these vendors, I'm like, you know, hold on. We're having an emotional conversation right now. Like I, I, I want the facts. What's the data. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been really helpful for me. Yeah. Well, people really do. They, they want to be tied up in their emotions. Like it is, it is actually, I think a hard thing to break um, and to cut through and to like, no one wants to face the person in the mirror when they know it's it's them that has done themselves a disservice. That's a hard conversation to have. Right. Of like, well, why did I go to the gym for three months straight when I didn't really go to the gym and do my fitness plan? I went. Right. But did you give it 100%? Like, did you do your plan as it was laid out? No. Did you follow your food allergies a hundred percent the way you were asked? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, and I think to, you know, for you, are you good on, on that piece? Yeah. I just wanted to bring it up because I think a lot of people get stuck saying, well, I'm spending the time. Well, are you getting the result? Well, and that it's, it's not a fast lane. No. Like it's not, it's, it's not the highway, you know, HOV lane where you can just blow by everybody. And, and that's where like I've come full circle on the idea of, of hacks. Hacks don't exist. There is no silver bullet. Like, well, yeah, but, (laughs) but you can't, 
you know, oh, this hack and this mm-hmm. hack. It's like, no, you have to do the work. Mm-hmm. We found a way to get six pack abs and, you know, like, no, you have to do the work. Yeah. And that's it. And if, and, and, and this goes back to, you know, if you didn't do the work today, then do the work tomorrow. And then the next day, do the work better. And then the next day, do the work better. It's the same thing that I've, I've been doing with my fitness. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when I turn 35, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get back in shape. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then when I'm 36, I'll be in better shape than when I was 35. Same thing. I'm 38 now. And it's remained true. Like mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep elevating that mm-hmm. even though I'm going through this, this period right now, that's, you know, of struggle of chaos. It, it's, I'm still committed to that goal, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's been interesting three weeks and, you know, I, as far as the, the spiritual thing for you. I mean, I don't know when that's going to happen, but I'm just remaining open. I, you know, we've had a journey, which I'm sure we'll get into maybe sometime of like religion and our backgrounds and blending that all together and kind of where we are today. And, you know, I'm just open because I don't know where I'm headed, you know, with that. And I I know what I see a lot of days. Like, I know I'm very blessed and very much called to help people restore and heal their bodies. I know I'm doing that calling. I think there's more. And I think I'm just not there or just haven't seen it or aren't being shown. Um, You may not be ready to hear it. That too. Maybe I need to grow more. Like, well, you know, in order to be ready for that next thing. Like for me, it was completely unexpected. Yeah. Right. Like I saw, I saw this training and I wanted to do it. And then we found out the price and I ignored it. So I, I curated that in my, myself of wanting to do it. But Mm -hmm. I I said, no, it's too much money. I don't really know what it is. I'm not going to do it. And then you know, came back around and said, okay, here's a virtual ticket for a lower price. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. You know, and then your wife also saying, just do it. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out. Not completely. I mean, I told you I wanted to do it. And I was like, if, if it's important to you, book it. And a lot of times I don't even tell you that stuff. You don't, but I was like, do it. Yeah. Do it. If it's like that for you. And so, but what I got was not what I, expected like (laughs) no you know and for me in a good way oh yeah yeah in a super super 100% amazing new way like I'm so punk at where we're headed oh that's good especially considering where where we've been but you know for me like I I do my meditation in the cold plunge which for you, I don't think you're gonna you're gonna find the same. No, I shiver in there. spirituality that I'm. There is no there. spiritual moments. It's me it's counting actually, down the moments. I, <laughs> like, I, I think it's perfect. <laughs> like I'm literally by doing that, 
by hopping in the cold plunge, I'm literally like separating that, that mind body. Because if I try and meditate, you know, here in the office or whatever, like, uh, like I I've tried it before and I never Mm -hmm. stuck with it Mm -hmm. because it, it was just so hard for me to do. And some people, you know, they have different forms of meditation, mm-hmm. but for me, I hop in the cold plunge. I can be in there for 10 or 15 minutes, no problem. And it's like, there's a point in there. Like today didn't happen as quickly as it does usually because I've been doing, I, I, we, I mean, almost every day You have yeah. for like a month, uh, unless we've been out of town. But, um, you know, for me, like there's a point where my my brain just stops like it like the thinking about this and that and what i have to do and all this it just it just stops like that's the best way i can describe it and for somebody like me when i lay down and go to sleep like my brain's going through all this this stuff that i have to do and it's going through these checklists and what i want to do and all this stuff and in that moment i'm able to shut it all down and in that moment is when I start prayer. And in that moment is when I start asking questions. And in that moment is when I hear vo- the voice. You know, like, and that's and that's where, and it, it doesn't always happen the same way every day. But for me, in that that cold plunge, like I'm separating mind and body almost instantly. And and that's the thing with the cold plunge, like the the physiology of it mm-hmm. is probably makes sense in that that aspect too because the first 30 seconds your body's telling you to get out and so that's where you have to push through that and to not think about that i'm going to that place in Mm -hmm. my mind like and and you know nobody told me to do this i'm like i'm just going to try this and it and it's worked for me but i don't see that maybe working for you nope (laughs) so i I did that way in yoga, although I don't think I can meditate in the middle of a class in that way. No. But yeah, like definitely I understand what you're saying because when you're moving through these positions, you're not thinking about stuff. You're just letting your body go. Well, and I'm even, I'm even at the point now where, you know, I'm not setting a timer anymore. So that's how I started. We started at three minutes, mm-hmm. whenever. And I'm still at three. Month, month or two ago. And then I worked up to five minutes. So as soon as I like heard that timer go off, that's when I'd hop out. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm not even doing that. Like now I have a, a meditation playlist that I'm playing. And instead of me just hopping out, I'm I'm like asking, is it my time to get out? No. Okay. You know, and, and so somewhere between you know, 10 and 15 minutes, that's when I'm getting out. Like, you know, I'm asking myself, my body, my mind, like, is this, is it time to get out? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Like it's, so it's it, that, that in itself has even evolved. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's so, awesome. yeah. So, but I think for me, you know, we'll wrap this up. Um, that is a piece that I have not explored for a long time. Yeah. And, and when I, when I say I hear the voice or God or whatever, like 
we've had friends and we've had this conversation of like them telling me like, Oh, and God told me this and he showed me this. And you know, I'm like, what are they talking about? Yeah. I've never had that until now. Yeah. You know? And so it's been really interesting, but it's, but it's that piece of that core four, you know, of calling or being or purpose that I've been ignoring essentially, you know, mm-hmm. like before it was really just like checking something off. Okay. I prayed tonight, whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. that piece I've, I've either ignored it entirely or I would do like this much to check the box. Mm-hmm. So that just goes back to what you're saying of you have to be intentional about it. You have to work at it. Um, and you just have to keep hitting that area. So like for you, you may just have to try different things. That's kind of where I'm at. It's like I have really solid plans or things already in motion in other areas. And that's one that I'll just try things. Because I don't exactly know the plan or have it's different. You know, with body, you, you make a workout plan. You, right. you know, I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to do boxing. I'm going to do yeah, X3. Like, like, correct. But it, it like, I guess where I'm at right now, I just don't have like a clear thought on how to create that in that area for myself. Maybe all you have to do is ask. Maybe. So. Well, I'm excited to see where you go with it. And yeah, I'm working can... on it. I just don't, I don't have it mapped yet. I don't think you can have that mapped. Yeah, but, or just like, like you with the cold plunge and this is what I'm doing and this is how I'm accessing and growing in this area. We'll see how, uh, the how... cooler is on the way. Though. I know that's what I was saying. I'm going to, so we, it's about right, to get real cold right now we have, we just have a we have a shower, unfinished shower in our basement bathroom that, you know, has one of the collapsible cold plunges. It's it was like hundred and twenty bucks on Amazon. And uh we we run the hose through the basement window to fill it up every week. And but the idea, the thing about cold plunge, if you're thinking about doing it, from what the studies say, it has to be under fifty degrees. Correct. So an ice bath, cold plunge, ice bath, it's synonymous. Yes. Um, And when we started, I think it it, it was sitting around 46, 47, 48. So we were under that. And now that everything's heating up. um, Summer. Summer. Ours ours is above 50. Mm -hmm. And the amount of ice you have to put in there to get it down is, is annoying. And I don't, I mean, you literally have to run to the store every day. Even if you have a nice box, like oh yeah, you need some like crazy so, ice machine. So now, to make that yeah, I found one. I found one that has a chiller, so it's basically what we have now. But there's a chiller uh, that will chill the water for you. Yeah. Um, and I think it goes down to forty three. It said so, but that's the thing: is the colder the water, the less exposure you have that you need to be in there. So everybody's different. Um, I'm confident I can get down to 45 and be okay, but you know, hopping in there when it's 55 is, is, uh, 
I'm not going to say you're not doing anything, but what the studies say is, you know, all you need to do is 11 minutes a week, 50 degrees or less, mm -hmm. but you don't need to have it at 32 Yeah, to get the benefits. That's, that's what the studies say. So, yeah. so yeah, I ordered a, a chiller like, but, but see that, that, that's actually a great point. Like I could, I could continue doing what I'm doing, getting in the cold plunge every day. To me, that's a non-negotiable now. Like that is something that I have to do. It, it, it not only handles that spiritual piece, but it clears my mind and sets me up for the day. Mm -hmm. Like whether that's physiological or spiritual or whatever, I don't know, but I know that that works for me doing that first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I know I've already conquered something within the first hour of me getting up, you know, as I'm walking down to the basement, I'm shaking already from the coldness, right? Like about, you know, my body knows like it's coming, mm -hmm. but that's the thing is I could keep doing that every day at 55 degrees. And as it gets hotter, that's going to get warmer and be like, okay, checkbox. I did the cold plunge, even though it was almost 60 degrees. Like mm -hmm. that's not evolving. That's not, you know, doing what you're talking about of that yeah. would just be checking it off the list. Yeah. Like I'm making it harder. Well, you're optimizing something that we've tried and there's nothing wrong with trying new things. Like you said, or changing things or, right. Oh, well I want to try a run on the trails outside today. Okay, cool. Like go try Definitely it. But it's like, there's nothing wrong with experimenting, but then you have to have that map and then optimize the stuff, you know, is working like really like drill it down to get it to be the best option. Right. For, and, and that's, that's what you. I'm doing with that. Like, yeah. it's, I'm, I'm investing more money into that system because it's working for you. Yeah. So make it the best read the studies or listen to the experts, which we've done to optimize that for you. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like I could, it's, it, it's the same thing that you brought up as, as going to the gym and being on your phone. Yeah. In my mind, it's the same thing. Correct. I could keep doing it every day, you know, and it's not going to get down to that fit below 50 degrees until the winter. Like, you know, or I could buy, you know, 50 pounds of ice every day and do it that way. Like, it's, it's, it's not growth. It's not mm -hmm. moving the needle one degree every day. And that, that should be what you're trying to accomplish in any area. When it comes to core four is you're moving the needle just one degree. Yeah. And if we talk about golf in a golf swing, if you don't know golf, I'll explain it to you real quick. If your club face is off one degree, from when you strike the ball, the ball is not going to go where you want it to go. So just think of that difference of, of a flat, you know, golf club face. If you're off this way, the ball is going to go that way. Mm -hmm. It may just be one degree yeah, or the opposite one degree. And that's all you have to do to fix that for that golf ball that goes, you need to have that club, club face go back to the one degree to get that big change. And that, mm -hmm. it's the same thing with your life. Like you just need to shift one degree in all areas and keep doing that every day. And you move that needle from one, that one degree every day. Mm -hmm.
So at the end of the week, there you go. There's seven degrees of separation. Like you've separated yourself from when you started. Yeah. And when chaos and things and bullshit like we've had and our friends have had and like anybody that's listening to this podcast will have or have had in their life, that's what you need to be focused on. And just know it's a season too. And that's what's going to move you forward. It's not going to last for forever. You're going to climb out and move on. The choice is yours. Like you can either focus on the problem or you can focus on the solution. And if you're going to have to do the work, you might as well do the work now and, and continue going where you want to go. Yeah. So I think that's a great point to, point to end on. Um, I think what I want to start doing is what current book are you reading right now? I don't remember the name of it. Oh, <laughs> failure. I know. I'm sorry. I started it on the plane. Isn't it something like wild raising? No. Wild something or wild children. Or... Oh, uh, hunt, gather, parent. Oh, okay. That's I think it. that's what it's yeah. called. Um, so that's what I'm reading. Okay. How about you? Um, so I'm currently reading the Warrior Book from Garrett, um, kind of solidifying the foundation that I got in Warrior Training. Uh, but I kind of read multiple books. I'm the same. Like I don't start to finish. Uh, I'm also reading. Um, I'm finishing Ed Milet's, um The Power of One book, and then I'm listening to Dr. Mercola's EMF book. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of three I have going, and I'll probably have those going for a while. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited for the next podcast. Uh, we have some guests planned. We do. Um, so those will those will keep coming. So, um, but yeah, awesome. Love it. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for participating. We'll see you next time. See you soon.